0: Hello and welcome back to Why Morocco? A bi-weekly podcast dedicated to spotlighting some of the inspiring and creative personalities who share my love of the North African kingdom of Morocco. My name's Mandy Sinclair, known online as Mandy in Morocco, and I'm the host of the show. On this episode, I'm chatting with Amrith Baikirch, the artist behind the multi-story street art installation across from the train station in Marrakech. His project, tracing Morocco, took him to remote areas to meet the tradesmen whose crafts and trades are changing in today's world. He captured their images and stories and compiled them into a beautiful book, and like the installation we find in Marrakesh and also in Rabai, he painted other images from the collection in various cities around the world. I caught up with him when he was back at the Montresa Foundation preparing for his next exhibition in Siberia. The exhibition opens on the 3rd of November. So let's listen in as we chat about his two projects. How
1: many people, craftsmen, malams, did you include in the book or as part of the project? For the book,
2: I have to check myself because it's with print, it's always a problem. We, we printed the book for the the uh, the, Arts, the exhibition, and we were still working on the project while the, the book was going to the printer. So it's less people in the book than it would be in the overall project. It's like I always go for a number between 20 and 30. Mm -hmm. I think this is kind of a good amount. You have like a lot of uh, diversity, Mm -hmm. but it's still not too huge to kind of get lost in the pure amount of people. Mm
1: -hmm. Now, you're from Germany. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, I favor to say I'm from Europe, though.
1: You're from Europe. (laughs) Um, I imagine you may or may not speak Darisha or the local dialects of the Amazigh languages. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, like my just two or three words. I can say thank you and like, yeah.
1: So the people weren't speaking English, but no, you didn't. No. That didn't cause any um, no, challenge is, in getting if, the people.
2: For involved. me, it's, it's a lot about like trust. I think mm-hmm. they have to, to to trust me in the sense that I try to do the very best, and uh, I think you can, like I said, you can communicate besides language. So mm-hmm. if it's a good atmosphere, good good vibe, uh, this uh, most of the time results in a good painting. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: what I really admire. Um, about your work is that you seem to like capture the emotion of the people and you know with each like facial wrinkle and the expression that you have um on the various artworks that you've captured there must have been some communication there no
2: like i said i think it's 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 more like the the people finding myself than, than me finding the, the mm-hmm. people and uh, i think an interesting face it's, it's it's far away from the kind of uh, kind of concept of beauty we have nowadays mm-hmm. or, or we would see in social media or like all uh, mm-hmm. around the world it's uh, an interesting face for me it's a face that has a story to tell mm-hmm. and uh, once kind of this person found myself and we find the kind of right uh, uh, way to to communicate besides language like I said and most of the time it uh, results in kind of a nice painting too
1: so did you have a translator with you when you were doing when you were out in the in the field yeah i
2: had someone that would speak uh, french and mm-hmm. then we had would have another person that would speak arabic too.
1: and where were the most of the people from were they from the marrakesh region or are they from all over morocco
2: it's all over morocco but for sure it's also a lot from like Ourika Valley mm-hmm. and uh, kind of close by but then it uh, it it uh, you never can kind of predict the the way it goes like mm-hmm. uh, sometimes you you think you might find a lot of people and you would find none and mm-hmm. then you kind of think you call it a day and you find another 10 so it's uh, i think it, this for me is like the magical part mm-hmm. because it's something you can't plan or predict mm-hmm. so uh, yeah I, I really enjoy kind of going and, and looking for for interesting people
1: um, and what was their reaction to meeting you where they, I mean, I tend to find people are here in Morocco are quite um, open and welcoming and friendly. What was their reaction to meeting an artist?
2: I guess for them, depends on where you go. The The concept of being an artist is kind of like abstract, mm-hmm. um, but still, I think hospitality in, in all around Morocco is amazing.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I think from a European kind of perspective, you tend to feel ashamed mm-hmm. to, to of all this hospitality and we, we always had a great time like people mm-hmm. being so friendly offering us tea cookies yeah. food uh, you know amazing experience mm-hmm.
1: that's for sure and so what were some of the crafts there were fishermen and um there was a cook i believe as well what were some
2: like a traditional carpenter even mm-hmm. like the the guy working on construction because the the tools they have it's so limited to to what uh, other people would work with and the the way they work and the results they have. Mm-hmm. I think it's amazing.
1: Mm-hmm. And I can imagine once they felt comfortable with you, they would have really opened up and told you some of their the stories about life and their trades and being in Morocco, did you hear, is there anything that really touched you or that really spoke to you while you were out in the field?
2: I think it's it's, it's a lot of great places. Like the one in in, in Marrakesh, for example, that kind of I found the most interesting is where they make the bricks.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Such a like uh, traditional way of making bricks and such like it's, it's tough labor
1: mm-hmm.
2: and they still seem to enjoy what they do. I think that's the best combination.
1: Mm-hmm. So it really is a rewarding experience as well. I mean, it's not just a... Artwork that you're taking away, but like something so heartfelt as well.
2: I guess it's always give and take, you know, Mm -hmm. also true for traveling in general, if you're like open and you're willing to give, I think you're going to receive. If you're not willing to give and Mm -hmm. you're not open, you're Mm -hmm. just going to go to the
1: place and go back without like anything. Exactly. So let's go back to just the beginning of the project. It started in 2015. Is that correct?
2: I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of it's uh, time flies, so it's sometimes hard to so <laughs> keep track. But I think it's 2015, right? Now.
1: And then how did you come up with the idea?
2: When I first went to Morocco, I, I always I instantly felt in love with the place, the, the, the people, but also the light situation from like mm-hmm. a painter's kind of perspective. It's the, the perfect light, strong contrasts. Uh, so I thought it's an amazing place, and I started to, to go back and forth started to coming back. And then we kind of, they developed the idea of the the project, Mm -hmm. started with like a a few portraits and then kind of made it bigger. And I also like the idea of like having people from Morocco traveling all around the world, like as a mural in public space. Mm -hmm. Because um, I think nowadays the question about where someone is from is like one of the most overrated questions in general. Mm -hmm. I think it should be more about uh, where you're at than where you're from, actually.
1: Interesting. So you're from, you're, you describe yourself as European rather than German.
2: I think, like, there's no big difference between, mm-hmm. like, French and German or Scandinavian people. For me, it's kind of like one kind of European
1: thing. Mm-hmm. That's a very interesting way to look at identity.
2: I think it's someone, like, like the, the passport you have is something that happens by chance, right? It's exactly. Like you haven't, you haven't mm-hmm. done anything for it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think it's kind of strange to be proud of.
1: hmm yeah, absolutely. So you started going out, collecting the stories in twenty fifteen, meeting the people, the artisans, and then in twenty sixteen, the first installation appeared in the Marrakesh. In Marrakesh, and it was a—it's across from the train station. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, I think it was twenty sixteen, right? I might mm-hmm. have to double check it. So uh, yeah. but I think it's yeah, twenty sixteen sounds.
1: Uh, and tell us a bit about whose whose face is gracing the building across from the train station.
2: This is Aziz, like a construction site worker, I think, like, mm-hmm. really like inspiring man, always with a smile, a great personality. I love him a lot. And uh, he was able to see the, the mural like by himself. And sometimes uh, I think uh, I always try to give the people as like a little thank you, a print of the mural, mm-hmm. the canvas, but still it's something to see it by yourself in real life. And yeah. I think he was really touched. And uh, from a painter's kind of perspective, I think that's the, the biggest
1: reward you can get. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think Elise was telling me about how she was, yeah, she, she was there as there. Yeah. well. Right. Yeah. And he was very, um, yeah, just really touched yeah. by, by the effort. So, and, um, can you just tell us a little bit about the process? Because it's so, it, even though it's, you know, in a multi-story building yep. and there's quite a few around the world, you, you haven't missed any details. So how do you go from, I mean, it could almost be a photograph. How do you, put that on a building.
2: Once you know how to do it, it's not that not that difficult. I mm-hmm. think you have to be aware of the fact that in a museum or a gallery space, mm-hmm. uh, in a different way people look at your artwork than would be public. Also true for the location at the train station in Marrakesh. It's mm-hmm. a busy road. People might come from the train or like mm-hmm. be in the car. So you have to break it down to the, to the, the basics. Mm-hmm. In terms of the, the colors, I would only use black and white and maybe one or two shades of gray. Mm-hmm. While on a canvas, people probably would have more time to look at the artwork. I use way more like uh, mid-tones, more uh, mm-hmm. shades of gray, more details. So uh, for public space, kind of my idea would be I have one or two seconds to get the impact right. Mm-hmm. So I kind of break it down to the, to the, to the basics.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And painting-wise, it's, uh, yeah, the, the building is not that different from a canvas. It's just, like, like uh, way bigger, mm-hmm. and uh, it's more or less the same techniques, just with, like, rougher tools. I would use a huge uh, paint roller. I would use spray cans and uh, start with the darkest parts and then kind of define the, the, the highlights with the white.
1: Mm-hmm. How would you describe your artistic style, then?
2: I guess to describe your own style is always difficult. Mm-hmm. I would say, hopefully honest.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely think, I think you've captured that really. I've seen the three installations in Morocco now. Um, th- there's one in Jardin Rouge, Yep. Yeah. one in Rabat, we- and one in Marrakech in the train yeah. station. The one, the installation that you have in Rabat, that's of a woman named Najma, is that correct? Yep. Yeah. Who is Najma?
2: She's from the Ureka Valley, like mm-hmm. also a place uh, I love a lot. Uh, super nice woman offered us tea. We had a great afternoon. And uh, yeah, I really like the 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 way kind of uh, the mural is placed in Raba as well. I, I might have to say, if it comes to art in public space, I like maybe even to bigger projects in general, it's always a team effort. So it's, mm-hmm. I might be the one painting it, but it's so much work in advance and afterwards. Mm-hmm. So to find the location, to set up all the, the technical gear and stuff, uh, this is so much work. And also to convince people to kind of, like I said, it's one thing for the, to have the artistic vision, mm-hmm. but then you need to convince people to kind of bring the the vision to life. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, like all the people from Jardin Rouge did a great job and all the, the mm-hmm. new was amazing. And I was blessed that I just uh, would have had the chance to, to show up and paint.
1: What I think is really interesting is that the whole project is focused on, you know, capturing um, the these trades before, you know, these tradespeople before they eventually, the trades die out. And so rather than putting it in a museum, you've put it in public spaces. Yep. Was that intentional? It's
2: intentional, but it's kind of the the idea of having both, with or having the, the, the exhibition space, mm-hmm. which is like a museum. It will be both indoor and outdoor. And mm-hmm. I think it's nice to address like an overall audience. Mm-hmm. People that would go for shows, would go for museums, and like the other ones that kind of uh, – wouldn't do, you kind of have the chance to, to get
1: their uh, attention on the street. Mm-hmm. And have you heard any of the public feedback? What do, what's the the word on the street of the the installations that you've... Hopefully put? people like it.
2: Mm-hmm. I've I heard that they kind of like it. Yeah.
1: yeah I, think. I
2: think it's, uh, like I said, the the location is so important mm-hmm. for, for mm-hmm. work in public space. It's like the the, the number one kind of mm-hmm. thing. And uh, both locations are amazing. And yeah, Montresor in Art Foundation, I have can't thank them a lot, especially the one in Rabat with this square in front of yeah. it. I think it's, if you would plan a building for a mural, I guess you would build it like these sorts of the round shapes of the, the wall. I love mm-hmm. a lot. So it's, for me,
1: it's like the, the perfect location. So were you, did you decide whose face to um, paint on each building based on the building? Or did you have the tradesmen in mind and then you found the space? kind of something in between
2: okay. so the 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 location let's say in marrakesh the the train station got so much visibility mm-hmm. once i saw it i was like yeah that definitely want mm-hmm. to do it but then it's, it's it can be a challenge to find the right portrait for the the given space mm-hmm. and uh yeah the, we had the one in rabat i said it's like an amazing location as well but mm-hmm. i wanted to have a female face and then someone who's looking up to the sky to keep mm-hmm. it a little bit more open and like uh I think we, we lucked out with both locations and hopefully also with both portraits.
1: And it's not just in Morocco. As you said earlier, um, these portraits appear around the world, um, yeah. in China and in France. And so location is important to you as well because I understand there's you've done an installation of a fisherman overlooking a port in France. Is that correct? It was Scandinavia. But oh, sorry, Scandinavia. Mm-hmm.
2: Europe, yeah. mm-hmm. I like the idea of having... For this project, the idea was to find the location that would fit in terms of the the craft.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then um, my idea would be that at the end of the day, people start, like, most of the time that they would ask, like, what's the name of the person, mm-hmm. where he or she is from. But for me, it's way more important that uh, the question should be like, uh, would she or him have a good heart? You know, is it, mm-hmm. is, is it a good person? And... Uh, I like this idea of having like the fishermen from SO era kind of overlooking a port in, in, in Europe. I mm-hmm. think it's, uh, it's kind of poetic.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So in Morocco, you have the three installations. Um, will we be seeing any more come to life or is the, clo- the Tracing Morocco project, is that basically coming to a close?
2: Uh Tracing Morocco, we kind of closed. Uh, it's closed. We, okay. I think it's... Uh, it has the right amount of, of uh, walls in, in public space, the right <clears> amount of uh, artworks. And uh, then we after this, we kind of started working on the next uh, like project, Siberia. Mm-hmm. And this will be kind of the, the thing uh, I focused on for the last uh, two years together with Montreste Foundation. And uh, I think it's going to keep me busy with the show in November and then maybe also going into the, the next year with some uh, projects in public space.
1: And so why Siberia?
2: I think, especially from a European kind of perspective, Russia is so close and so far away like mm-hmm. from from my place. It's like like a three hour flight to Moscow, but not a lot of people go. Mm-hmm. And I think culture wise and mentality wise, we like we have got so much in common. So it's kind of mm-hmm. strange that so there's like not a lot of exchange. Mm-hmm. And then for sure, Siberia is this kind of dream destination. A lot of people might know about like harsh winters, like mm-hmm. giant space. You can. Could can put a whole Europe into, into Siberia Absolutely. Like, uh, size-wise. It's such mm-hmm. an amazing space. And uh, I've been there before and I always uh, wanted to go back for a project because I think uh, this is similar to like, the, the, the people in, in Morocco hospitality. Mm-hmm. Russian hospitality is amazing. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of knew from the start that I would have a great time.
1: And so what types of tradesmen and craftsmen did you meet in Siberia and how do they differ from Morocco?
2: Uh, the The idea for for Morocco was just to portrait the face. Mm-hmm. It's kind of it's a it's a close up on the people's faces. Mm-hmm. So for for uh, Siberia, the idea was to show more of the surrounding. Mm-hmm. So you would see the, the the complete person, kind of the given surroundings. It could be the the guy with his bicycle or the mm-hmm. the miner holding his tool. So it's like a, a little bit more of like a story you can read in the in the overall painting, mm-hmm. while with the uh, tracing Morocco, the story only would be, like, readable in the people's faces.
1: And so how many um, portraits are you including in the Tracing Siberia project?
2: It's not Tracing Siberia. I think Siberia, it's such a strong title. We just call it Just Siberia, Siberia.
1: okay. Um, uh-huh.
2: It's going to be uh, around 30.
1: Oh, wow. Yes. Okay.
2: So it was two years of work, and yeah, right now it's, uh, it's close to 30.
1: And how long did you spend on the Tracing Morocco project?
2: Tracing Morocco project, we roughly spent, uh, I'm really bad with like dates. Okay. <laughs> let, let me guess, I would say it's like two to three years. For oh, wow.
1: Yeah. To yeah. find everybody. Yeah. And okay. And you were always coming back here to the Montresto Art Foundation. and
2: Exactly. Twerking. To work. And then uh, okay. it's close and far at, 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 uh, at the same time. So going from my place to like a rural place in Siberia might take you one or two days. Mm-hmm maybe even like close to three and mm-hmm. then you have to go back. So like just going going there and getting back is like already week. So kind of time flies also. Mm-hmm. This.
1: It seems like an amazing um, project to be a part of, almost like a sociologist or anthropologist type of work that you're doing.
2: I guess it's same for, if you do a project like this, is always kind of my version or like my vision of it mm-hmm. because uh, you can go to, like Morocco for so many years is mm-hmm. such a diverse and amazing place.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's it always going to be just like the, the glimpse of, of something. So uh, this is also true for Siberia. I spend like weeks, mm-hmm. but still compared to the size and the, the diversity of the place, it's more or less nothing. Mm-hmm. So I think it's always kind of my, uh, my vision and my idea mm-hmm. of the place. But like I said, I, I try to kind of do it in a honest way mm-hmm. and uh, yeah try to capture all the stories and the emotions and everything that
1: a kind of I experienced in the paintings. So what's the legacy you hope to leave behind, in particular with the Tracing Morocco project?
2: The legacy, that's a tough one. Mm-hmm. I think that's, <laughs> this is on other people to decide. Mm-hmm. I think for probably true for, for almost everything, at the, the end of the day, what's left is what you stood for.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So let's hope for the best, I guess.
1: Fabulous. So if people want to find out more about the Tracing Morocco project, is there an a gallery that they could go to, to find, um, the artworks rather than the public installations or
2: I guess the, the, the first part probably would be the book. Mm-hmm. The second part would be, for sure you can check on the, the, the website, the website. of the foundation. Okay. And, um, mm-hmm. okay. I think this will be the first uh, okay. two steps that would make more sense.
1: And let's just talk about the installation that you have here at Jardin Rouge. Who is that? Who are you featuring in that installation?
2: Um, this is Ibrahim. It's mm-hmm. a guy from the village kind of next door. Mm-hmm. So we thought it's, or I thought it's also a nice kind of uh, uh, idea to include someone who's really living close by. Absolutely. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah. And uh, he also seemed to enjoy it when he saw it.
1: Yeah. she must have friends like all over Morocco now with... Yeah, kind yet. of.
2: It's, like I said, it's... Uh, um, from a tourist kind of perspective or just Mm -hmm. from like, like an out of town, it's an amazing place to be. Mm -hmm. People are so friendly. Yeah.
1: Is there one trade that you think is going to really disappear faster than others? That's kind of tough to, to,
2: to say. I think Mm -hmm. the, the the overall way of of working where it's kind of pretty, pretty based on like very few tools and a lot Mm -hmm. of hard labor. This is going to change over Mm -hmm. the next time anyways, because it's going to be a, yeah more tools, yeah. uh, more like, uh, more technical in a sense. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think this is, this is gonna change for sure. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And I think anybody who does come to Morocco, I think it is worth really exploring how the, the tradition, the, the traditional techniques that are used in. Exactly. In, like yeah. building, but also like just everyday methods
2: everyday methods and mm-hmm. their work ethics are like amazing as well. They mm-hmm. work long hours. It's like they always, most of them work with a smile. It's not like complaining all the time. So, yeah, I think yeah, we can, it's inspiring. It Absolutely. For myself, it's really mm-hmm.
1: inspiring. Yeah, fabulous. Um, so Siberia, the show is opening at the Jardin Rouge in November.
2: November 30th. I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken.
1: Mm-hmm. And we're going to see your next collection, and it's going to be different... Um, they're on canvas.
2: on canvas, larger scale, larger size. I want to paint uh, one wall in the museum spaces. Mm-hmm. Oh a, wow, a mixture between uh, public space and, and museum space. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to be different works because it's going to show more of the the surrounding center.
1: And do you have any um, installations lined up for that at the moment? Like have public art installations lined up for that project?
2: I did several murals for like uh, in Europe,
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah. early on this year and last year too. And uh, yeah, we got plans for Russia. I think it would be it would make sense content wise to bring the project back to Russia. Yeah, so. no,
1: I think it's amazing what you've what you've done and what you've achieved and continue to do and bringing these people's stories to life and just the emotion, the raw emotion that you've captured each time. I see one of your when I flip through the tracing Morocco book. It's definitely a popular coffee table book at my house so
2: <laughs> great to hear but like yeah. one more time it's, it's always a team effort it's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, yeah I have to I have to say thank you and mm-hmm. the, the, the blessed moment yeah
1: yeah absolutely I can believe it it wouldn't even feel like work what you're doing <laughs>
2: so. sometimes it does it depends yeah. whether you're making progress on it yeah. yeah no I, uh-huh. I really enjoy what I do I think uh,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I'm sure you've had a lot of cups of mint tea
2: I'm actually more like into drinking coffee, but yeah, Uh, with with these temperatures, it's a lot of water, I have to
1: say. Yes, it is. Well, thank you so much. I know you're like very busy during out, so it was really lovely to speak with you. And um,
0: I look forward to the Siberia exhibition. Yep. Thank you so much. Best of luck. Thank you. If all that chat about art in Morocco has left you inspired to visit, join us for one of our Tasting Marrakesh Food and Cultural Tours. On our Tasting Marrakesh Giliz tour, we take guests into some of our favorite art galleries housed in Art Deco gems, showrooms of contemporary designers, parks and religious buildings that surprise visitors who dare to venture beyond the Marrakesh Medina. We'll also stop to admire Henrique's work in the new city. In between all of that, we chat history, street food, and shop. You know, some of our favorite things. Our website is tasting-marrakesh.com for more details that's Marrakesh with a CH. All of our tours are private and bespoke, so we take you only to the places that interest you. But for now, it's time to say see you in two weeks when I'll be joined by another inspiring creative living in Marrakesh.